What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Social Media Mindset Podcast. The place where we invite real people to talk about their journey on social media. We'll dig deep into the mindset it takes to be yourself, create massive value, and do it over and over again. This could be the episode that changes your business and life for the better. So let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. And I'm excited because, guys, y'all have heard me say this before, Instagram isn't my favorite platform, but it should be, probably, and I'm excited for my guest today because I I would call her truly like the queen of Instagram, and uh, we're going to get deep into all the things that she does, and and so I am super excited to have Michelle Berman on the show today. How the heck are you? I am awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And, And you... I'm so proud of you because inside of your awesomeness, like you have a baby, like you're growing a human (laughs) inside of your body right now and you're still smiling and happy and energetic. That's a big deal. Trying to be, I'm, you know, I think that every, every mom, every lady that goes through pregnancy definitely has different things that happen. I know your wife would probably attest to that, but yes. Um, I feel very humbled by this process and very blessed. You know, I've been able to work out every day still and been able to Incredible. eat whatever I want and not feel sick all the time. So I'm taking my blessings where they come. <laughs> and, and, and in spite of all of that, you've still found time to hang out with me, which I'm super grateful for. And, and so Michelle, tell everybody like in 30 seconds, who are you? What do you do? And then we're going to deep dive into some really cool stuff. Awesome. Well, my name is Michelle Berman. Uh, Michael on Facebook is my last name. It's my married name. Got to get that changed legally. So my husband doesn't (laughs) yell at me. Um, But I have been in the real estate mortgage space for about six years. I started my company in November of 2014. Um, Berman Media PD came to be as uh, kind of an accident, if you will, but I was a corporate America dropout um, and essentially thought I could and should do it better than corporate America does. Um, so I incorporated myself with the last $57 I had on my credit limit at the time. Um, oh my gosh. And six, almost seven years later, working on year seven, um, we have helped and trained over a thousand realtors and loan officers across the country. We have students in 19 states um, and it just seems to keep growing by the day. So, so, so talk us through how do you, because you, you have what's called the Instagram power method, Correct. which is such a domineering word, like word choice, which I love. Uh, you know, it's, it's not the Instagram sissy method. It's the power method. And, and so, like, how did you find yourself at the place where you thought, am I, do I, like, know Instagram? Like, I've, like, figured this out. Like, what did that, like, what, what did that process look like? This is such a fun story. I'm so glad you asked this question. Um, you know, a lot of people ask me, how did this happen? Like, how did you just wake up one morning and decide to create yeah. the Instagram power method? And 
the answer is it wasn't one morning where I just sure. was like, oh, um, this this might work. Um, what's beautiful about the story is about six years ago when I first got into the Instagram space, I was what a lot of people know of today as an influencer. So I was a little bit different of an influencer than what you traditionally hear. You know, I wasn't posting perfectly staged selfies holding something. Yeah. Um, instead, I was actually buying and selling Instagram accounts and flipping them just like you would buy and sell real estate. And sell oh, wow. Um, so in that process, I got really good at growing accounts very organically, um, very strategically. And I also got very good at targeting ad spend for a client, right? So if, if Fit Tea, like everyone's probably heard of Fit Tea, um, that little detox tea company, if they emailed and said, hey, Michelle, you have a $2,000 budget to make us as much money off of that $2,000 as possible. Also pay yourself out of that. Um, so that if that happened, I had to, you know, pay myself maybe 500 bucks. And then the other 1500, I had to make adverts or, you know, creatives, if you will. Um, and I had to reach out to other Instagram accounts and pay for an hour or for two hours of time on their platforms okay. in an effort to generate fit T an ROI off of that $2,000. Um, the better I got at doing that, the more ROI that I was able to produce, regardless of what the company was, the longer they kept paying for me to continue to do that. Sure. Um, so at one point, you know, I had 20 or 30 um, people that I was doing that for, you know, was, was making a ton of money at the time and was happy doing it. But in the process, what I really started to understand was that doing this for all of these companies is exhausting. Right. Yeah. And when I say exhausting, I'm saying that lovingly, but it was like sure. freaking hard. Um, and it was a 24 hour gig, you know, fit T is based out of Australia. So dealing with different time zones and all kinds of shenanigans when it comes to that, because they expect you to answer an email at three o'clock in the morning. And sure. Uh, you know, at the time, luckily I was only 24. So definitely a different phase of my life. Um, but as I was going through that, I'm just like, why am I doing this for all these other clients? And why do I not just reverse engineer this process and teach somebody else how to do it? Uh, so ultimately throughout the next two or three years, I really started understanding that it took me a while to feel confident enough in what I was doing to produce tangible results regularly for all of these people. Um, and then how the real estate mortgage space kind of happened um, was I went through a, a terrible breakup at the time at, at 27, um, got on a plane, and decided I'm going to, for the first time in my life, I'm going to get out of this country and go take some me time. Um, so I got on a plane, went to the UK, met up with my business coach at the time, wow. sat in a coffee shop and then went to the beach in the afternoons. Um, but basically sat in a I coffee shop it. for seven days. We mind mapped out everything that was part of what I was doing for these people. And ultimately what my goal was moving forward. Um, and as we're going through all of this, my business coach is like, okay, so the moment you land back in the United States, you're going to fire every client that you have. That's not either a realtor or a loan officer. And at the time that would have been close to $15,000 a month that I had to fire. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, so it was a lot, uh -huh. but it was looking back on that and to where we are today. That was the best advice and the best decision I have personally ever made in my entire career. Um, scariest and best all in one. Yeah. So, so let, let's take that, that story. So your business coach, I'm sure there were like, there were tons of things, but one thing was get rid of all clients that don't fit this mold that we've created. Yep. So when we know the listeners to, to the show are, are mainly realtors, lenders, 
and then some other entrepreneurs sprinkled in. If you were their business coach and we're talking about Instagram right now, yep. what is the one thing that they're most likely doing that you would say, stop it, quit doing it. It is not doing what you think it is. Like, is there one thing that, yep. that, that you would say? You're going to love this. And I know you would probably 100% agree with me. But the problem is that on 99% of these people's Instagrams and social media platforms in general, or whether it's TikTok or Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever, um, problem being that they're trying to talk to everyone. They're trying to produce content for everyone instead of talking to the person that they're really passionate about delivering value to. Yes. Um, and that ultimately comes down to this point of, people get so worried about this niching down phrase, it literally paralyzes people because they're afraid that it's actually going to cost them deals instead of, as I know from firsthand experience, as you know from firsthand experience, Kyle, it will actually triple, quadruple time, you know, in my case, in just less than two years, 6X what I'm doing and what I'm able yep. to do as far as volume in my own business. Um, because I made that decision. Yes. Okay. So I want to dig deeper into this, but I want to say, so here's what's really cool. Cause you watch this happen too. As you niche down, you'll still have people from outside of that niche that are still going to show up and go, Hey, Michelle, I know you mainly work with realtors and lenders, but can you help me? Yep. Happens right? every day. Literally yesterday, one of my friends works for the Bible app on, on all of our iPhones that, that you have the Bible app, millions and millions of downloads. And he, and he literally was like, bro, you, it looks like you only do content compounding for realtors, but could you help with a church? Yeah, of course. And then this morning, another guy texts me and said, dude, you got to get into the medical space. They could use what you do. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but, <laughs> but yeah, let's talk about it. And so guys, when you niche, you will still reap the fruit of people outside of that niche because the further we niche, in my opinion, Michelle, the quicker we become the expert. I couldn't, that's exactly what I was about to say. Like the sooner we niche, the better we are at saying exactly who we specialize in. It almost is that concept of you want what you can't have, Yeah. right? You know, we all yep. like, you know, there's so many different examples of, of that, but I have had, you know, one of my best clients that we still have to this day that's been with me since that day I got home and came off of an airplane. Um, he is a roofer here in the state of Arizona. But guess what? His ideal client is realtors, insurance agents, and loan officers because yeah. that's where all of his referrals come from. So while it on paper isn't this perfect Mary, it, it is in reality. Um, you know, we have a big event coming up in March and one of the clients that we had that registered first and foremost, she was like, no, 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 no. I want one of your 10 available spots was an insurance agent. Yeah. Again, though, incredible. it actually makes more people want us yep. than the opposite of people being so true. deterred by us because we claim to not be able to help them. So, so now let's, let's go even deeper when I'm your client. Right. And I'm just do to do to do. I'm the realtor. I'm the lender. I have no idea what I'm doing social media wise. I'm just trying to do everything and anything. And you're going to go, hey, Kyle, what does your avatar look like? And I'm going to go, what? 
like that movie with big blue people? <laughs> How do you, like, where do you start with people to help them begin to discover who their ideal client is? So this is such a fun homework assignment that I kind of created almost on accident. Okay. Um, but what I always put every single student through before we ever create content, before we're ever putting anything out on Instagram, we have to go through niche and target audience development homework. So they're kind of two in one um, and how that or what that looks like is we're going to look at our last 10 to 15 transactions and we're going to write them all down. Everything okay. about good, bad, happy, sad, the needs list that they came to that, that you know, the client came to you with. Um, the price point, the type of home they bought, the area that they bought, um, the the must-haves, if you will, that they said, no, this is why I want to live here. This is why I want to live there. Um, but in addition to all of that, with all of the 10 or all of the 15, wherever or whichever we want to do, we have to write down the one key ingredient to all of those 10 to 15. Okay. And the answer is, where did the lead come from? So like, for those of you guys listening, I, I'm saying this in bold, like in bigger font, <laughs> right? Where did the lead come from? Um, and if you're going to say, oh, it was a referral from so-and-so. Okay, well, where did that so-and-so that referred that new right. person come from, right? Was it your love of motorcycles? The fact that you go and, you know, you're part of a motorcycle crew and you go out every Sunday for a ride and you're part of all these free Facebook groups for motorcycles, you know, I just joined a forerunner Facebook group because I just bought a custom forerunner and it's like, that's a unique space, right? Um, where right. as a realtor, if you have a badass forerunner or you have a badass motorcycle and you're part of these, that could be where you get business from. For sure. Um, so when you're going through this homework assignment, if you can figure that out, you know, are you in a running club? Are you in really in, I have a client who's really into pens. Like, I know that's so random, but like, Hey, he has custom pens everywhere. I'm obsessed with pens. There we go. Right. All different colors. Um, so with all of those last 10 to 15, write them down. The key ingredient being where did the lead actually come from? Um, and what I call that is your third place, right? So if you're not um, at work or you're not home, you're out doing some of these things that could potentially generate you business or have already generated you business. Um, and once you do that, we narrow that down, we come up with a theme and filter through that. And that's who we then get to or how we then get to who's my target audience or who's my ideal client. So usually I tell people to pick two or three, right? Yep. So if you say I specialize in first time home buyers or I specialize in veteran buyers, right? That's still too broad. That's not yeah. an answer. Yeah. If you specialize in veteran buyers, for example, are you specializing in first responders within that kind of veteran category? Are mm -hmm. you serving, um, you know, retired veterans or medically retired veterans that have benefits? Um, are you serving the uh, older, you know, World War II angle of it? Because those are our older generation who are in a lot of cases selling off homes, right? Or passing away and their kids are inheriting homes. Um, that happened to my next door neighbor, like yeah. the family that moved in literally inherited the house from the parents that passed away. Um, and the husband or the dad that passed away was retired uh, Navy. So, you know, there's niches for everybody and right. being able to get into that is how, or getting to that is really important um, because the key to the, the whole rest of this conversation, it comes out of that. Because if we know who our target right. client is, we know who the ideal person is, the next step which I know we haven't gotten to, but really the next step being 
Uh, what are the pain points of these people? Yeah. If I've been working with a lot of retired veterans, what are their pain points? What are their constant questions and comments that they're making? What are, what's their number one concern all the time? Um, And making a list and writing that all down. And then, right, you take all the pain points and that's how you're adopting and creating content in order to attract and and find those people, right? So, so for you, say that again. It becomes the framework or the, uh, or the pillar, right, of, of yeah. everything else that we're doing, including I know your specialty, obviously, being the video side of things. And it becomes that, you know, framework to it or the, the ground level of how we create videos and how we create content and all of that. But what I think is always missing is people don't take the time to do that work up front. Right. Yep. They immediately just say, here's $5,000, make me as many videos as possible. And it's like, what are we making videos about? Right. Yeah, 100%. And I, the, the phrase that I like is, I think the avatar gives us permission to do what we do. Mm-hmm. So when I have those days of like, Ugh, I don't want to do it today, or who really cares? Bro, you're, I, already gave your, I already gave you permission, right? We, we already worked all that out. And, and so as you're navigating through that on Instagram with, with all of your clients, yep. what do you find is the hardest part of Instagram for them to adopt? Like they're willing to do A and B, but C, I don't know if I want to do that part. Like what is the part that they fight against you the hardest? The, the most pushback that we get is the engagement side of things. And not just, you know, video or doing stories, because I think that that's probably number two. Um, You know, traditionally, I think a lot of people have a hard time with getting on video. They don't like the sound of their voice. They don't like the way they look or, you know, um, hell, I mean, I'm 10 pounds heavier already and I'm 14 weeks pregnant. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing fun about that, but you you have to rip that bandaid off. But the number one thing for sure being the engagement side of it, um, which is what do I have to do daily to make sure that I'm able to reap the benefits of what this platform is really affording me. Um, and the answer, you know, being the engagement, but the problem is, Hey, Michelle, you want me to do 45 comments per day, but I also have to remember to post and I also have to post stories. And I get all of this, like, well, Michelle, I also have to go out and sell houses. And to me, the biggest issue with that is that they just don't understand how to create systems, which is what we teach. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. To not have to remember to post every single day and to not have to remember where they copy and pasted their hashtags from. And, you know, all of the nitty gritty or time sucking details can all be streamlined if you know how to do it. So is part of that struggle, the, the desire to get instant gratification Yes, and not willing to see the long game? Yep. Social media, Instagram, Facebook, video. Um, I know that, that everyone thinks, Oh, I'm going to do a video today and magically I'm just going to go viral on the internet. Uh, Um, it is a long-term play. You know, I've been in business for six going on seven years. And I would honestly tell you that the first year and a half of when I transitioned after I got off the airplane and really made the decision to switch my gears, uh, the first year and a half was a grind. Um, you know, I hate that word, but you know, Kyle, you and I were talking about it before we even got on this call, but the grind is real and there is a yeah. purpose for that. There is a place yep. for that. Um, but once I was able to understand the importance uh, and the value behind me putting that grind in, 
now I'm at this place where, you know, the leads come to me. I don't have to reach out to them. I don't have to cold call. I don't have to spend an astronomical amount of money on Facebook advertising to get results because I have a very strong organic presence where they come to me, they hear me, they feel like, you know, really connected to what we're doing. And I don't, the sales calls are more fun than anything now. Cause it's like, I get to just get to know these people. Yeah. Uh, So, so Michelle, if, if we were to peel the layers of somebody's brain back Mm. and, and really dissect it, how do you, cause you and I totally are like, you and I believe that it's a long game, right? It's, it's, it's a long play. There is grind involved at the beginning. Of course. How, how do you, like, how do you convince your clients that that's true? Like you will get results other than just showing, cause it's easy to go, well, look at, look at what we did for this person. But then everybody can go, yeah, but I'm different. I'm different. You don't understand. I'm different. How do you help them fight through that psychological warfare of, I did a video today, but it may not yield me an opportunity for two months. So the answer to that question is in the book, Good to Great by Jim Collins. If anyone has not read that, please go buy it on it's Amazon. Great book. Right now. Um, but the answer is let the data tell your story, right? Let the data guide your journey. Um, and the answer to will you be successful or can I, can I see when results are going to happen? The answer is in your data. Uh, you know, and we really spent a long time helping and coaching and encouraging people to look at their numbers, look at their analytics, because the missing link to whatever their problem might be is in the numbers. Uh, you know, is your reach there? Is your impressions there? Well, if both of those numbers are missing, then you're either not doing your engagement or you're not posting stories or some combination thereof. If your saves are really low, meaning people aren't saving your content to keep coming back to, that means your content's not valuable enough for them to want to, right? So how do we fix that? Um, And what the common problem is, is people tend to throw their hands up in the air and say, Instagram just won't work for me. When instead the solution is really just usually one or two little things that can totally change the trajectory of like what they're doing. If your location is off, right? If you look at where all of your followers are coming from and and they're all in the UK and you're doing business in Florida, right? Okay. Well, either you got a big international audience that's moving to Florida or something's wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a missing problem or a problem missing, or that's causing that to be missing. So, um, the data is your, is your Bible, um, when it comes to, am I going to be successful on this platform? Because if all those numbers in every category that we kind of work people through are there, then it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when. So see, so that's so good. Cause I'm not a numbers person personally, you know, naturally, like I run from numbers because that's just not me. So for the person like me, that's what makes people like you and, and the Instagram power method even more valuable because it's, it's ignorant of me to just go, yeah, I'm just not a numbers person. Well, then I need to go partner with someone that is so that they can help me dig into the, the depths of the numbers. If I just want to be the fun guy that does the videos and does the content, right? Like we, we've got to find that, that partnership. Yeah. And there's somebody for everybody, right? That's one thing I always say. Um, there is a solution to every problem you think you have that only you might have right? Because right. that's not true. 
Um, right. You know, we, everybody, you know, you, Kyle, you and I are, are business owners and we both face imposter syndrome all the time. There's a coach yep. for that if we want it. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. both of us suffered and have suffered over the years from burnout. There's a coach for that. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a solution to every problem. It's a matter of are we willing to shut up and find it? Um, you know, put our own egos, if you will, aside and say, I need help here. Um, and, and that's something that I think every person when it comes to Instagram marketing as a whole, yeah, need to adopt. So and it and it really comes down to, in my opinion, am I humble enough to admit where my issue is mm-hmm. and then go find a solution for it? Yep. Right? Yeah, I so, think one one thing, right? If if you I know for sure probably agree. But you dealing with a lot of the older generation that's learning how to try to adapt this platform um, or adapt to the platform. Yeah. Um, they struggle with, well, I'm not young and beautiful or I'm not young and video savvy or, you know, I've never had Instagram before. I don't know how to use it. Um, I deal with so many of those people and they'll email yeah. me and say that. And I screenshotted, I, I literally talked to a lady last night and I screenshotted my analytics from my Instagram. Um, this time yeah, last year, I had 2% of my audience from the 50 to 65 category, right? That Instagram breaks down this, like literally as of last night, that same number was 8%, wow. which tells me in just one year, I tripled my audience size in a demographic of people who otherwise have been afraid right. to adopt this platform. Right. But the key being that not everyone in that category is because there are those who are ready and willing to say, I need help. I yeah. know that this is the way of the world. I know that this is where business is going for me in the real estate space. I can't rely on my you know, website from 1980 anymore. What? Um, and Dang I can't it. rely on door knocking and cold calling all the time in order to generate me business. So as, as we're walking people through this, I, I've, I haven't asked any of my guests this yet, so I'm excited to ask you this and see what you say because I don't know the answer. So, but I think you do. With, with video in regard to Instagram, right? So we can post one minute videos as just a post in the feed. We can do video in stories. We can do IGTV now. And then we can also now do reels. So yep. four different ways of doing video inside of Instagram if you had to rank them from level of importance, what order would the ways of doing video rank for you? Stories, reels, IGTV, less than a minute. Okay. That was very fast. So, so why can you so confidently say it that fast? Like what's the power inside of each to help the listener understand where they should commit their time? stories are hands down the most important piece of the entire platform. Okay. If your feed isn't that great yet, um, or you're in the process of, you know, rebranding or trying to come up with colors that you're invested in and all of that, which is a, a big problem for a lot of people, um, stories are where your leads are. So if you're able to consistently be posting there, people are going to see you, right? It gives you the biggest opportunity to get in front of the most amount of people Plus I get to hear your voice. I get to see your personality. I get to yeah. feel connected to who you are outside of work. Um, you know, I love getting to see yourself, Kyle, about faith and, you know, your family and what you're doing in your free time. And so I feel like I know you more sure. than yep. I already do. And that's yeah. what stories is meant to do. 
Um, you know, I have so many conversations with people who I feel like know more about me than, than they should. It's like, how did you know that? Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's because I'm authentically myself in that space. I show up whether my hair is done or not. I show up whether or not yep. I feel good that day or not. Um, and I allow people to connect with me. Um, number two being reels, um, reels has become the new TikTok, right? It is the TikTok of Instagram, but the beautiful thing about reels is that it is entertaining and it is education and it is uh, value, if you will, in the form of education all in one. Um, and it allows people this massive amount of creativity um, and creative freedom to do silly things while also delivering a ton of value at the same time. Um, okay. I, go ahead. Sorry. Well, so you just said it allows them the freedom to have creativity you again, you and I are the experts of, of, of social media and all that. So like, I hear you say that and I'm like, amen. I love that. Keep preaching. But <laughs> I think our average client, they don't want freedom. They don't want to be creative. They, they want literally want you to just tell them what to do. You know, I taught a class 90 minutes ago and I taught about reels and not, I didn't go deep into reels, but I just kind of covered the surface of it. And the whole room was like, "Ugh, I don't want to do that. Ugh. So like, how do you encourage somebody with reels specifically? Like, where do you start? Because so many of the popular people are young and beautiful and they're dancing, they're being stupid. Like a lot of the popular content isn't what I would call like business content. So what should be like, what should the professional be doing on, on reels? So reels, in my opinion, should be a combination of fun and professional, right? I okay. want it to be, a, I want it to be a platform for people to deliver education and in an entertaining way. Okay. Um, now, does that mean that every person has to do a dance and do a choreograph for this or a choreograph yeah. that? No. Um, Ooh, good. But, Cause I don't want to do that. I mean, I'm a terrible dancer, like Me I'm too. An absolutely horrible dancer. Um, and you know, I've been doing this for such a long time, but I still get petrified of doing it occasionally. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's not comfortable. There's yeah. nothing fun about like trying to do poses or point in the right direction or trying to do a little, like, I mean, nobody can see me except for you, but like the little dance moves, like there's nothing fun about that in my mind because it's not me. Right. What's fun for me when it comes to reels is how can I take a trending song or something that's trending on the platform and be Michelle Berman yeah. um, in that. Right. And for me, it's, you know, I'm sitting in my office and I have three signs in front of me of definitions of the word real estate and social media um, and Instagram that I created myself. Like I just wrote the definitions myself, how I would define them. Um, and I've turned them, turned that into a reel where I snip, did a snippet of the real estate one, the snippet of the social media one, the Instagram one that's behind me. Um, and then I did like a confused face. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh, I get it. Like it went from, I'd have no idea to, I get it after reading these three definitions. Yeah. And to me, I was invested in creating that because I get it. Right. And that's me. And it's yep. it, to me, not only is it easy for me to produce because I, I can align with it, but it also is valuable to an audience of people who need to hear it. So, so. is there, is there a, a certain person that you follow on Reels that you would encourage the audience to go follow for whatever not the reason? 
not a certain person per se. No, I think in general, one thing that's beautiful about Instagram is if you look in the reels tab, you'll see a ton of trending reels, right? And you'll see, especially based off, cause it's based off of who you're following. So if you're looking at your reels tab, Instagram's going to show you a bunch of reels that they think you might be interested in. Now for you, if, if you see one that has a ton of views and, and it seems to be very popular, recreate it or it up, just okay. take the video, the music from the video, right? So reuse the same video, uh, excuse me, not same video, reuse the same music yeah. and produce your own version of the video. Because at the end of the day, what probably caused that video to trend was the song. Okay. All right. So are there, are there any apps that, that are like super important to being able to create reels at a higher level? No reels are meant to be made within Instagram. A lot of what people have done to produce reels over time is they actually make them in TikTok because of the songs okay. and whatever. Um, yeah. and then they download them and put them onto Instagram. So a lot of times if you've ever seen on Instagram, you'll literally see actual TikTok videos that end up on Instagram because people will make it in TikTok and then just download and save it and upload it. Okay. Um, which is another reason why I tell people not to waste their time with, with TikTok as being part of an audience builder for them, but use TikTok if you want to, to make those videos. And then sure. if you notice 90% of people who use TikTok, they copy and paste the videos and post them on Instagram. Right. Too. So, so then let's, let's start to wrap up with the other side of that repurposing. So some people are using TikTok to make, to then put as a reel, mm-hmm. how do you encourage people to take their finished reel and potentially repurpose it in other ways. So what I've done a lot of my times myself is I will create content in stories. Um, So I'll make, you know, little off the cuff videos or little random things in stories and then download them. And then when I go to make a reel within Instagram, I can upload those, each of those individual little clips. So I've already produced a story. I've already done what I need to do in Instagram, you know, in that, part of Instagram for the day, but Hey, that was a really valuable thing I said, or, Hey, that was really funny. Um, or, Hey, I think I have this idea. I could turn it into this, but now I have all those clips saved. So any story you've ever produced in the past, um, you know, I think over a year is how long the archive will go back. Um, you can actually go back and download and save it right to your phone and, and reuse it. Um, especially if you're like, Oh yeah, remember that one that I did that was really good. I want to use that. Uh, very cool. Okay. I can do it. So I would repurpose as much as possible as far as um, reels off the platform, you know, use them on Facebook if you want to. I've seen tons of people do that um, as content on their personal page, especially if it's something yeah. a, a lot of realtors do that, right? A lot of realtors yep. use their personal Facebook to, to get a lot of business. Um, so why not? Why? I've never seen, See, I've never seen it where it annoyed me. You know? Why? Why do we not all have a big old banner in our office that just says, why not? <laughs> we should. Why not? Like, why not try that? Why not do that? That, that I, I love that. Well, that, that. That's two incredibly powerful words when, when you put them together. Yep. So I want you to take, because for anybody that's, that's listened through this whole episode, they've gotten incredible value from you. And so... Take 30, 45 seconds, however many seconds you need, and, and tell the, to the listener, why do they need the Instagram power method? Like, why shouldn't they just do it themselves? So the answer is, for me, one of the beautiful things about being a coach now 
is knowing and appreciating the coaches that I had leading up to where I am now. Yeah. Um, and I've always been somebody who, you know, growing up was one of those who needed to f- fall and land on my face and learn how to get back up. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've relied less and less on that and more and more on, Hey, you've already walked that walk. You're already producing the exact results that I want for yourself on top of the results for all of your students and the clients that you've had that have gone through it. So I'm, I'm going to buy in and I'm going to put away the excuses that I think I have or the myths that I think I believe. Um, and I'm going to let somebody help me. Um, now, one thing I always say is I'm not for everyone and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, but the people that I have calls with and the people that reach out to us, my number one goal is to make sure that the Instagram power method program to them is not just a course that they buy and download and never talk to me as the creator. Um, you know, as someone who's built the course and put literally blood, sweat and tears into it, every student, every client that comes to our door, if they need me, they can call me because at the end of the day, there's no better person to communicate with, in my opinion, than the person that's actually built the damn thing. Yeah. Um, I love it. That's really important to me. And it's different than your traditional Instagram course. It's, you know, from what we talked about today, it's much more based off and rooted in psychology and yeah. client attraction marketing. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big reader. So there's a ton of that that's invested into the whys and the behind the scenes of things that I've done to put into play for other people to learn. Um, but at the end of the day, the Instagram power method program is, is a program that moves your needle. Um, not just by producing better content, but by producing content that actually speaks to someone that you're passionate about working with. Um, Instagram's the medium, right? But a lot of people that we work with tend to say time and time again that, you know, I'm much more of a business strategist and business coach to them than I am an Instagram coach. Right. Um, it just so happens that the content they're producing gets put on Instagram. Yeah, I love that. That's so good. And so guys, there will be a link in the show notes to go look up and find and sign up for the Instagram power method. And, and let me tell you guys, I, I make nothing off of this. This is not, uh, you know, an in episode sell where, where, you know, we're all trying to make money. This is because I value what you guys do and, and know that, that it will be an extreme value to others. And so Michelle, how do people connect to you? that, that want to follow you beyond just listening to this episode? So they can obviously find me on Instagram. That's my specialty, of Woo-hoo. course. Um, and probably where I respond the fastest, I would say. Um, my Instagram handle is Berman Media Social. I'm, sur- I'm sure that you, Kyle, can put that in the show notes for people yep. too if they'd like I it. Will. Um, shoot me a DM. I'm, you know, let me know that you heard me on Kyle's podcast. Obviously, that would be really cool to know. Um, and the other way is Berman media, PD, P as in Paul, D as in dog.com. Um, that is my website. Um, so there's a ton of information on there, a ton of value as well. Um, and testimonials from students that, you know, we've worked with over the years that have just absolutely crushed it in this game. So, um, I'm obviously happy to connect any way that people want to, um, reach out to Kyle. If you need me to, I'm sure that he'll be more than happy to pass it along. Absolutely. Well, Michelle, this has been incredible. That's such a fun, deep dive into Instagram. You're making me love it more and more every time we have a conversation about it. And Good. so I so much appreciate you. And uh, we'll, we'll have to do a part two of this yes. in the future. Just say when. I'm there. All right. Guys, thank you for listening to another episode 
of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. We will be on again soon with another incredible guest talking about incredible stories. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Media Mindset Podcast. If this episode made an impact, please consider subscribing, leaving a review, and talking about it on social media. Go make a difference, and we'll see you soon.